Now we're further on in our adventure exploring Uganda. We hope you can save this future content as a memoranda. Thank you for tuning in to Hannah and Eric Go Birding, a podcast by birders for birders. I'm Hannah and he's Eric. And we created this podcast to share adventures, sometimes misadventures, and opinions that we have on different birding topics. We're definitely not experts, and anything that we discuss that might be controversial, we want you to remember there are own opinions, and they might be different from yours. So, so news. There's been some sad <laughs> news lately. Yes, there has been. Um, so, Space Coast and uh, the Morrow Bay festivals have both decided to cancel. COVID strikes again. Yep. And um, we just received an email from San Diego that they're tightening restrictions. Mm-hmm. Uh, so... You know, we still hope that can can all happen because we yep. really enjoyed the San Diego Festival. Yeah, and so as of the recording of this, San Diego is still on, yeah. um, but uh, with some tighter restrictions on uh, on things. Haven't heard anything um, about uh, about the Champions of the Flyway, Not so yet. we're hoping that still is, is going on, uh, but Israel is having more and more infections every day. Yeah, they, they closed their borders completely for a while, and then uh, cases kept going up, so they decided that uh, having the border closed was only serving to hurt the, the economy, not actually prevent infections. So they reopened their borders and... To vaccinated travelers. To, to vaccinated travelers. So there's, so there's that bit of positive traveling news, but negative world news, I guess. So anyways, uh, we hope you and your family are healthy and happy and, uh, and... staying safe. Yeah. Masking and vaccinating and distancing. And whatever you can do. Yep. So that's kind of the news. I mean, the Stellar Seagull, we haven't really heard a whole lot of updates. I think it's still being seen no around idea. the Northeast. Somebody has a Twitter account for it and uh, they keep posting about, you know, seeing it or it being seen in different places in Maine. And it's like, hmm. come on, come to the other Portland. <laughs> it's cool out so here. So I'm not paying attention to it at all because uh, we have no chance of going <laughs> and seeing it whatsoever. So I'm trying to ignore it because I don't want to be jealous. And I'm just hoping I can follow it as it backtracks to here <laughs> is my goal. If, if it makes it to the Rockies, like if, if it becomes so like mobile that it starts making it across the continental U.S., Maybe I'll pay attention to it then. But I'm, I'm just I'm gonna ignore it as long as it's just hanging out on coastal, like the East Coast. Yeah, it's it 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 doesn't concern me. I don't concern it. It's wow. just doing its thing. Okay. <laughs> well, that's how Eric feels about that's it. That's the way I feel about it. Uh, so any any review updates? Um, I don't think we had any this uh, this cycle. Haven't had any for a couple cycles. So um, we'll we'll just uh, we'll continue mentioning that we don't have any until we have one, and then we'll read it. Um, and you know, we're, we're heading to South Africa in a couple days yes. for this, uh, flock to Marion trip with BirdLife South Africa. Yeah. Um, just so everyone's aware, um, everyone on our trip, um, required to be vaccinated. Everyone's yep. going to be tested, uh, prior to leaving their location and then prior to starting the trip. So lots, lots and lots of testing, testing, testing. Sure. And then, uh, we're all required to wear masks. South Africa is very strict about masks. Um, anytime you're in public places, so it sounds like pretty much every time we're anywhere except for in our hotel room by ourselves, we have to wear a mask, um, which pretty pretty standard here in Oregon. We pretty much have the same, a similar thing. Um, if you're in close quarters with people, masks. So this is maybe a little bit more stringent than so. than what we deal with, but uh, but but it's good. Um, full, fully vaccinated are everyone on the trip, and then everyone 
on the cruise too. I believe so. Is uh, yeah. required to be fully vaccinated and then also tested um, 48 hours prior to getting on the ship. I think so. Yeah. yeah. So lots and lots of testing. Yeah, but we're, <laughs> lots of stuff shoved up our nose. <laughs> we're really looking forward to it. BirdLife South Africa has been great about sending out teasers um, to everyone who's coming on the trip, and so I'm just super excited to see all these seabirds. And I, you know, they I wasn't thinking we were going to see penguins, but then um, the other day in the like teaser uh, PDF of like mm-hmm. birds that we should study, they put penguins in there. And it's uh-huh. like, oh man, <laughs> we're going to see penguins. <laughs> So, yeah, I'm just super excited. So follow along. Uh, we'll post as much as we're able to on social media, but, of course, afterwards, too. Yeah. Oh, yeah. Um, you had an episode last week, right? Yeah. So I did have an episode recently with Patricia, who we actually met in uh, Uganda, who's mm-hmm. one of the Uganda women birders. Yeah. And was a recipient of one of the Koa Sporting Optics binoculars that we brought over. So that was just really cool to meet her, and I'm so glad she was able to join me. Um, we listened to a presentation uh, from Patricia at the African Bird Expo, and she talked, uh, you know, just so passionately about birding and about how it provides opportunities for women in Uganda. And so I was just so um, excited that she was able to join me for this episode. And the drink of the episode was a bat hawk, which is something that we we got a lifer together with yeah. her. Yeah, that was that was super cool. I mean, that that was a whole exciting story and bit of excitement all by itself. But we can we can save that story for another time. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> um, anyways, um, we are doing a bird nerd giveaway. Yeah, first yeah. bird nerd giveaway of twenty twenty two. Yes, the brand new brand new year, brand new giveaway. Yes. Um, so what the giveaway is, is we went to this hotel when we were in Uganda. Yeah. We talked about it during the last episode, it Ride was, for a Woman. Yep. It was called Ride for a Woman. And it was a property that was, um, you know, started off as a, as a nonprofit organization to benefit the women in the, in that local area in that mm-hmm. community. And they do so much for the women. And one of the things is teaching them job skills. And they, you know, learn to sew, they learn to weave and a lot of diff- and create a lot of different products. Yeah. And so we purchased a set of coasters from them. And that is what our bird nerd giveaway is, is a set of hand woven coasters from Ride for a Woman. Yeah. So if you want to enter um, to win these uh, hand woven coasters um, that we purchased straight, fr- straight from Uganda and, f- and flew over here just for you, you need to... Enter by the 25th mm-hmm. um, and send us... By January 25th. By January 25th. That's true. Um, January 25th, um, send us your New Year's resolution. Um, I don't usually... I try not to do resolutions because I feel like it doesn't matter. Like, <laughs> like the, the whole year is a whole construct anyway. It doesn't anyways. even matter. Doesn't wow. Even matter. Oh my gosh. Um, but... I think it's. I think I'm it's an stop important. Celebrating, celebrating your birthday. You if should. You're like, whatever yeah. days are just days. Days are just days. Whatever. Jeez. The sun goes up. The sun goes down. Wow. Um, but <laughs> but anyways, I, I I generally have the same resolution pretty much every single year, and it's uh, exercise more. Okay. Um, <laughs> I don't really have a metric to measure that. Um, I just do it. Just do it. Just exercise more. Yeah. That's just what I'm gonna do. Yeah. I've I've gone on a handful of runs this year. Um, I'm I'm hoping to try to get back into into shape. I'm not going to run another marathon, I don't think. 
I hope not. It took too much time training, but <laughs> <laughs> but at least want to get back in shape. I um I ran I ran two miles the other day and I felt uh, awful. Uh, it was terrible. It was uh, it was miserable, and uh, I don't want two miles to feel miserable. So <laughs> I think I need to run some more. So uh, my New Year's resolution is to consume less media. I feel like my phone every day is like, you've been on your phone for five hours, and it's like, wow, that's not good. <laughs> I'm glad my phone doesn't tell me every day. It only it tells me once a week. It only it tells me on Sundays. <laughs> oh, okay. <laughs> um, but every time it pops up, I think about it. It's like, oh my gosh, I need to lay off on my phone. Um, <laughs> so anyways, my goal is to consume less media and read actual books more. Paper books. Yeah. So last year, I only actually, I think I only finished one book. And I love to read. And uh, I just don't really set aside the time. So that's my goal this year. Read some bird books. Read some you know, women, gender issue books, read some tourism books. So that's uh, my goal. Send me your book recommendations too. I mean, I have a shelf full that I've bought. <laughs> we have so many books that have not been read that are just sitting on the shelf waiting to be read. But I feel like that's a good use of money is, spend, is spending it on books and spending it on travel. So yeah. <laughs> those are my two things. Yeah, my so, vices. So send us your New Year's resolution uh, by the 25th. By January 25th. January 25th. And we will choose at random the winner. Uh, it can be birdie. It can be not birdie. Yeah, that's know, true. Whatever. Ne- neither one of ours seem to be birdie. Yeah. <laughs> but birding, birding can be a resolution. Yeah. Definitely. So getting Main back story. to Uganda. Back. We're back. We're back in Uganda now. Yeah. Just. And so if you finished our last episode where we um, talked about our the first part of being in Uganda, mm-hmm. um, this catches up where we get to the Ngazi Lodge, and we had just seen elephants like off in the distance, like five miles out, and it's like, oh no, that's going to be my best look at an elephant. It wasn't a bad look. It was only like three miles away. I know, but you know, you see people in, in Thailand that are like riding elephants, <laughs> and it's like, okay, well, hello, elephant way out there. Hey, they're in their natural environment, way out there. Yeah. So we get to Queen Elizabeth National Park, which is just a beautiful grassland habitat. Mm-hmm. And, you know, the, the lodge that we stayed on was on the side of a hill, and you could just see for miles. Yeah, you could you could see, um, I think it was Lake, you might have been able to see both Lake Edward and Lake George um, in the dif- distance, uh, but Lake George is the um, bigger one that splits the difference between... Uganda, Uganda and, and DRC. The Congo. The Congo. Um, and so it's 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 kind of the bigger one that you're seeing way off in the distance. Um, but it's just like nothing but it's like kind of the picturesque like savanna. Mm-hmm. Like you're just like looking out there. There's a handful of trees and then flat grasses and then trees and grasses. It's really cool looking. But we're looking from the top of it, the, the side of a hill that's super steep. And, and Godzi Lodge was built on a hill. Mm-hmm. So there's to get down to your uh, your tent... We um, had the tent at the bottom of the hill, yes, which was 170 steps. Did you count them? No, I read about it on oh. their website. Okay, it like you know boasts about it, and then I was like, oh man, that's gonna be a long hike. And then I found out that we had the lowest one, and was like, <laughs> ah, Herbert just wanted me to get a workout. <laughs> <laughs> but if if you follow it on, uh, I can't remember if I posted on Instagram or Facebook, but I posted a um, a time lapse video of me walking up the stairs from our from our tent. So <laughs> he does it a lot quicker than I did it. Yeah, so it was it was super cool. Um, giant, big, long hill. Um, great, great lodge. Wi-Fi at the at the lodge building, not in the rooms, but in the lodge building. Uh, electricity and hot water down in the rooms, um, which are tents. So it's mm-hmm. like it's 
it's like a whole different thing. Like you're in a tent, but you have it's almost like a yurt. They were ginormous, it's huge, too. huge tents. Yeah, yeah, so we had like a king bed, like in the middle of this giant, mostly empty room. Yeah, with like 15 feet on either side of it, <laughs> yeah. just nothing. So it's, it's a very large room that I'm, I think it's just the same size tent for every single room, and it's just they had different bed arrangements. So they had a couple. Probably. They had like three or four more beds in some of the rooms to accommodate like full families. Mm-hmm. Yeah, and the lodges, uh, like they all have kind of you know, like a eating area headquarters sort of thing. Mm-hmm. And for the most part, they were all open air uh, lodges, which, you know, were from Oregon where it rains and it's stormy and everything. So it's just such a different atmosphere of being outside and having like, you know, open air area. Yeah. Even though like in. some of the days it would be like pouring down rain, but it was just like, well, you can be outside. It's fine. Yeah. It's really comfortable. Yeah. Cause you, cause you don't get, it doesn't, you don't get all like the cold wind and like here in Oregon, if you did that, it would, you'd have your heat, heat, heat towers up and trying yeah. to stay warm somehow, but well, and bugs there it's just the, like raining. And bugs for the most part, you know, wasn't really an issue. No, not really. I mean, we had that, that one evening we had that uh, giant dung beetle. Yeah. That was super cool. Well, I mean, that, it wasn't an issue. It was just super cool. I meant like mosquitoes. Oh, mosquitoes. Like, so yeah, you yeah, don't yeah. really need like, you know, net, you don't need an enclosed area to get away from like bugs. Yeah, that's true. So anyways, anyways um, <laughs> back, back to our first day going into Queen Elizabeth National Park. So Great Lodge, um, yeah. So the next day we drove into Queen Elizabeth National Park for a boat ride in between the channels, uh, the Kazinga Channel, that connect Lake George and Lake Edward. And like Eric said, um, one of the lakes spans the, spans, you know, in between mm-hmm. the the Democratic Republic of Congo and Uganda. Yeah. And then, um, so we didn't, of course, we didn't go into the Congo. No, no, no e-bird lists for, for the Congo. <laughs> Even though we all tried. We were trying to look for birds over we, there. We were constantly trying to convince Herbert, like, we can see the Congo. Let's just, let's just go right over there. We'll just go over there. We'll get a couple of bird lists. But uh, r- rightfully so, he was making sure we stayed safe and stayed away from uh, anything that could be dangerous. And uh, I, I guess uh, that section of Congo, or probably the whole Congo, I'm not, I'm not positive. I don't know the what's going on right now in DRC, but uh, sounds like it's pretty dangerous. Yeah. So he kept us away from where the danger was going to be leaving the country. So the ride out to where the boat launch was, was, you know, 20 some kilometers. And so we birded the whole way through. Mm-hmm. Um, and, you know, it was really cool. Like we went through a community to get down to like the road that goes in, through Queen Elizabeth National Park. Mm-hmm. And it the road that goes through is, you know, it's a nicely paved road and everything. Yeah. And it was just absolutely gorgeous with birds on either side. I mean, and elephants. And, you know, it's just the highway through the middle of this this park. Yeah. But there's so much wildlife to see. I mean, just on the, the ride through, we were seeing, like, African cuckoos on the telephone lines. Which, actually, we, we that, the African cuckoo, we could not figure out what kind of cuckoo it was when we first saw it. It was, I think we just put it as African slash common. Yeah. Because um, they're, they're difficult to tell. Um, it has to do with, like, the the back part of the bill being different colored than the, than the front, so a bicolored bill. Yeah. Um, but... Like, we were like, I, I don't know, I don't know. And so it just got, it got left as spa, basically. And then uh, just the other day when I was going through the pictures, I was like, oh, I got some pictures that are good enough to be able to tell what this is. So it, it turned out to be an African cuckoo, which was the only African cuckoo on uh, on the list for the whole trip. Nice. Uh, but there were things like mustache grass warbler, yes. uh, greenback camaroptera, tawny flanked prinia, which, I mean, mm-hmm. like, I say these things and they're all LBJs. <laughs> yeah, they're all LBJs. Just... 
like you, we're, we're going along and it's just uh oh there's there's a bunch of lbjs down there and they're like super interesting and exciting weird looking species that are probably pretty common for the area but for us they're lifers every single one is boom 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 so it Super took about exciting. it took about two hours. I mean, birding time to get over <laughs> to the boat launch, mm-hmm. and when we got there, you know, it doesn't look like much. I, it it just is kind of like you know a muddy area with a couple boats sitting there with uh, you know dock or not docks even, but just boats sitting on the side of the bank. Yeah, there was docks. I guess there was. Yeah, I was we, trying to think of how we got on. Yeah, we 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 walked across the dock and then uh, and then Don was kind of confused about getting on the boat. And so instead of like going down the two steps oh, of yeah. the boat, she, she, uh, she was like, Oh, she we like have to get on the boat. She, the she hardcore parkour, like up and over the rail of the boat. <laughs> it was like, the, the person was telling her like, telling her like, no, 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 that's not the way you go. And she's like, Oh, so then she hardcore parkour back down off the boat, <laughs> and got on the regular way. Like the rest of us schmucks. <laughs> <laughs> So anyways, uh, we get on the boat, we head across the way and, you know, a couple hundred feet to the other, to the south side mm-hmm. uh, bank and there's water buffaloes in the water just kind of like chilling and lots of shorebirds oh, around. Oh, tons of shorebirds. That, that that whole south side of the channel, it's, there was like probably a 50 foot stretch of mud, basically the entire length of the channel and it was just like. 50 foot deep. I yeah, mean, 50 feet, yeah, deep yeah, away from, from the away river. From, from the river out, the bank, the bank was like 50 feet wide. And it was like full of shorebirds, like the whole the whole going up upstream or downstream. I don't know which way the river yeah. is flowing, but um, or the channel is flowing. But just both ways that we went, just covered in shorebirds all over the place. Water thickneys were probably the most numerous. Yeah, and then we also had black wing stilts, spur wing lapwings. Um, wattled lapwings, common ring plovers, jacanas, the, the kitslitz kitslitzes. Plover, <laughs> which is a super cute little plover, yeah. and then of course ruddy turnstones. Ruddy turnstones, you know they're everywhere. They're you, like you, barn swallows. Yeah, they're, they're the barn swallower of the of the shorebird community. <laughs> um. So yeah. So we went maybe a mile or two up the river towards uh, Lake George, I believe. Was Man, I'm I'm I feel like I don't I can't remember. Well, it's George and Edward, and one of them splits the difference, we went to and the, one of them does not split the difference. We headed towards the one that is fully in that's Uganda. It's fully in Uganda. And it's Lake George oh. that's fully in Uganda. Yeah. And Lake Edward, I think I may have said this wrong a little while ago, um, Lake Edward is the one that splits the difference between DRC and Uganda. Well, whatever. Anyways, we went to, we're headed up. Up towards Lake George first. Yeah, and so we saw like dozens of pied kingfishers. These things are just all over the place. Like, so much. Everywhere on the bank, they're just like right, there's you know one there, and then five feet more, there's one there. Like just all over. It's ridiculous. And then there were a bunch of monitor lizards too. I mean, not yeah. like a ton. Like you know, there was one every couple hundred feet. Yeah, or so. but they were huge. Like they're like they're they're like the same size as some of like the medium or smaller size gators that you see down in Florida. Yeah. And then you have the Nile crocodiles. They're there too. And the Nile crocodiles are like three times the size of the gators that you see in, in Florida. So they're like these these huge like giant animals. Like not it's not only just mammals that are that are big. Like you have elephants, you have water buffalo, you have hippos that are huge. You also have these reptiles that are just gigantic compared to like what we're used to seeing. So um, we we got like I said maybe a mile down and it was really it was getting kind of hot and sunny so I had to like sit underneath the the deck mm-hmm. because I was getting hot and we turned around and started mo- like just going like speeding down the the river and I was like 
really getting disappointed that I was like, oh, that was it. <laughs> that was the boat ride. And so we get back to um, like the south side of the bank right across from the, the boat launch. And there was more there at the that bank mm-hmm. like we we kind of skirted that and there was just more and more birds that we were seeing well so so we motored back because it was like we were covering territory we'd already seen yeah and so then as soon as we got back to new territory again going the other direction from the boat launch we slowed back down and went back to a, a putz just <laughs> but when we yeah when we turned around i was like oh i guess i guess, I guess that was doing. it because i love boat rides <laughs> <laughs> um but, you know, we saw more common green shanks, marsh sandpipers, wood sandpipers along that way. There were these the, huge tracks of papyrus, um, you know, just floating papyrus. Yeah. And they had, you know, birds flitting in and out of that. Yeah, like, all, all, all the weavers. Weavers love the papyrus. Yeah. Like, they're all about it. Um, just after that little chunk of papyrus, we had a red-throated bee eater. Mm-hmm. Just a, a beautiful red-throated bee eater in the sun. And we just kept on going, had a, um, a peregrine falcon. And then, and then we had a goliath heron. Oh my which gosh, is those like, things are huge. Which is the perfect name. It looks like a great blue heron, but like two or three times the size. And it's got this dagger on its face that's like, I don't know, a, like a foot long. It's huge. It's just a monster of a, just out there. Yeah, and they just like, you know, walk in between the hippos like it's no big deal. And like the hippos are like terrified of them, it looks like. <laughs> the hippos because, like side-eyeing it like, Ugh. Yeah, like I don't want to mess with that guy. <laughs> and so we were just seeing, you know, hippos and herons and all of this really cool stuff. And up on the, the hill, because there was this huge long slope, uh, like grassy slope down to the water. And up on the top there was, you know... Uh, like a village up there. I, I think it was a resort. It's it's a lodge. I, okay. I looked at it on on the map, and it's another lodge um, okay. that just kind of overlooks uh, the the lake and the channel and everything right there. Yeah. Well, it looked like a beautiful setting. Yeah. And um, yeah, so just a little further to the edge of the the lake, there was this whole colony of African skimmers and gray headed gulls and terns, white winged terns and gold billed terns. Lots and lots of gold billed terns. It was something I just totally did not expect to see. No, it's like something you go you go to the beach and see and go go out to the ocean, but it's the lake's big enough that it it's uh, basically an ocean for these guys. <laughs> so it's there's tons and tons and tons of these uh seabirds that you would you would think of them as seabirds mm-hmm. normally and they're just terns and skimmers and gulls and cormorants and pelicans yeah. yeah and i recommend that you take a look at gray-headed gulls because they are just an absolutely beautiful gull and yeah. eric and i were mentioning that to ourselves like as we were looking at them like this is a really pretty it's gull a really good looking gull they have just kind of like a soft pastel like smudgy head and just pure white neck from there down and yeah just a, yeah, it's like this diagonal line that cuts across their head like, to, like their cheek underneath a, a, their across cheek. their yeah to, down to their chin and it's just like this obvious line of gray head and then white neck like super an awesome looking goal just a beautiful goal not not that i or i mean we spend a lot of time looking at goals <laughs> here in Cannon beach i yeah. mean we have western goals and california california goals and then we have uh just the the mix of the laris goal spa here so it's got constantly looking at goals but this guy's the the gray-headed goal is just spectacular yeah so that was just that was super cool and so we headed um you know we we got to kind of the mouth of the channel turned around headed back down the other um the other shore Mm -hmm. and you know that was maybe half a mile from where we launched yeah something like that and so we were getting back to where we launched from and you know they were kind of speeding along a little bit since we had already seen it all and that muddy bank right across from the launch 
was full of elephants. It was full of elephants. So then our, our guide was like, so we were like, it was literally time to get off the boat. Yeah. And like get off and uh, go on and do the rest of our day. And all of the elephants were there feeding at the water, drinking and doing their thing. So then our guide was like, oh, let's go that way. So instead of like, we were like, we were at the boat launch about <laughs> to pull right into it. And then we all saw that and then started yelling, oh, look at all the elephants. So then she turns the boat around and we go right across the channel again to go go have a, a, another experience with the elephants. So we're looking at the elephants and there uh, there was one that was pulling up the papyrus uh, roots out of the out of the um, bottom of the bank. Yeah, I guess I guess the roots themselves are sweet, so the elephants love to like get them and chew on them. So it was it pulled up a whole clump of papyrus roots, and so we're watching that, having a great time. Then we go. And, Get off the boat. <laughs> yeah, that was. And then, then the so people, cool. the people, there was a whole, there was a whole herd of people that were there, um, getting on the boat right after us that had just drove, drove down from Kampala, mm-hmm. and it was, it was a bunch of um, local Ugandans that were coming from the city to come out and enjoy um, Queen Elizabeth National Park for the day because it was, which was, it was so a, cool. Yeah, it was a Saturday afternoon, so they're coming down to go on a boat ride Saturday afternoon. Super awesome. Yeah, so the boat ride ended up being just fantastic. It was probably one of my favorite parts of the whole trip. And then we were headed back to the lodge for lunch. Mm-hmm. And as we were headed back, like before we got, you know, turned onto the main road to get out. And even before, I guess the gate, before the Queen Elizabeth entrance gate. Yeah. Um, we saw some elephants like alongside oh the that road. Was, and that was a, an experience. It was incredible. <laughs> it was quite the experience. And, it, you know, we just kind of like our driver, Alex, like Eric had mentioned in our last episode was like, he was the man on this trip, you oh, know, yeah. like he, he fixed the, the bus. He knew how to read the animals. He did what, you know, if we were like, stop, he would stop. And, you know, we stopped and watched this herd of elephants cross the road behind us. And it was incredible. There was like one male, I think must've not been, you know, he was like kind of shown off mm-hmm. and he like stopped on the road and peed like 10 gallons right in the middle of the road, you know, all while staring at us the whole time. And Eric and I were in the back of the bus, which was actually the best place to be for this whole thing. Yeah. Yeah. So they're all crossing, crossing around us. So we're like, okay, cool. That was a good experience. And we, we start going forward and then we see more and we see more elephants and more elephants. And, And pretty soon we're almost completely surrounded by elephants as we're just kind of like motoring forward slowly. And when we were so yeah and so this was incredible because you know i love elephants Mm -hmm. and we had seen the one five miles off and i was a little disappointed but you know so we see him at the lane or see him at the channel and mm -hmm. then we get on the bus and we see him all on the bus and you know the whole time we were looking at the elephants like i was like you know they're really not that tall like they're not that big like we'd seen pygmy elephants before Mm -hmm. when we were in borneo and like you know pygmies so they're smaller Yeah, they're like the size of a horse but they're elephant shaped yeah, I guess. <laughs> but anyways, I was still looking at these ones because we would go to the Oregon Zoo a lot when I was a kid. Mm-hmm. And Packy is the, you know, the elephant to go see at the Oregon Zoo mm-hmm. before he died. And he was a ginormous elephant. And so, like, I was used to seeing that. And when we saw these elephants, they were, you know, they were like maybe three quarters the size of him. And I was like, hmm. They're not know, that big. They're not that big. And then we looked in the, the bush and there was a ginormous one. Like, I mean, 15 feet tall, tusk touched the ground yeah. when he walked. Huge. Just a ginormous elephant. And he was like back in the bush so we could barely see him. Yeah. So we were told um, to identify a male versus a female um, African bush elephant is on their back. The males have a spot that looks like 
is designed for a saddle. And then the females, their back is humped over, so it's it's a rounded a rounded back all the way across. Mm-hmm. I don't I still I have, I have yet to look that up and see if that's actually true, but that that's that's what we were told while we were out there. And so this one we we thought it was a female at first. We thought it was the matriarch of the whole the whole herd. And then, because we were just like amazed at how huge it was, it was just well, a monster. Just and also, you know, massive. What you learn about elephants, like that, it's a matriarchal society, yeah, exactly. And yeah. that the 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 bulls usually like are by themselves, exactly. So, so we just assumed, like, okay, this is the biggest one here. It's got to be the matriarch. Um, it's just it was like Hannah said, monstrous. Like this thing, it, at least fifteen feet, if not more, just like. As big as you think an elephant is, like, bigger. Yeah. And the tusks. I mean, it was like, like a mammoth. All the way to the ground. And it, like, it was bigger than the bus by far. And, and yeah, so it's... Huge. It was back in the bush. And it was kind of interesting. You know, it was just so interesting to watch their relationship. Because, like, there were more and more elephants crossing the road. I think we ended up with, like, 100 elephants yeah. in this group. But um, the smaller ones would, like, cross the road. And then the big one stood in the back. They just watched the and, whole thing. Yep. And was kind of, like, keeping tabs on everybody. And then one of the, like, I don't know, like, bigger elephants walked over to that big, that giant one. Mm-hmm. And was kind of, like, checking on him. You know, like, are you coming? What's the deal? And then watching us, yeah. too, um, which was just really interesting to watch, like, all these processes going on. And so, finally, the ginormous one crossed the, the road behind us. Yeah. And then it started heading toward us. So. Yeah. So we were like, well, it's it's time to leave. <laughs> so it started coming towards us. It didn't, it didn't charge us, but it was no. definitely, like... It started walking towards us, like giving us a good stare down. So then uh, Herbert read that as, "It's uh, it's it's had enough of us. We're out of here." So yeah. we, we we headed out, and it and it, it took a couple steps towards us, and then just stood there and watched. And, and I was in the back away. of the bus, <laughs> and I was like, "If this elephant kills me, that's okay." <laughs> <laughs> but yeah, so um, like I was saying with the um, identifying the male versus uh, female elephants, this one after afterwards we posted a video of it and everything. Or, um, I think Catherine posted a video of it. Um, but it's, it, ha- it had that divot in its mm-hmm. back, like, like where a saddle would be. So s- somebody else, somebody that wasn't on the whole group was like, well, isn't that a male? And so I, I think it, w- it was a big male. So it was like contrary to what we were all thinking the whole time that yeah. we thought that was a matriarch, but no, that was just a giant male. So that so was pretty super, incredible. super exciting. That was, yeah, it, it was like, it was like a couple days before we had that whole giraffe experience and this is like the same thing, but with elephants, mm-hmm. like super, like amazing. So getting down to the lodge from like the main road was like mm-hmm. this really steep, um, kind of windy hill through yeah. like a village. Mm-hmm. And like right after we turned off on the way down to go, you know, get lunch, <laughs> yeah. we had a blowout. Had a blowout. And it, it was, so the, the van had a do- tire blowout. A tire blowout. Yeah, the um the van had duallys, and so one of the duallys, the inner dually on the passenger side, blew out. Um, which with a, a vehicle that size, and we weren't super heavily loaded, we were able to continue driving on just the one tire. Um, got back got back to the lodge, and then Alex, our trusty bus engineer, as soon as we parked, he got to work uh, repairing it while we <laughs> had lunch, and we had some afternoon entertainment from a local dance troupe. Yeah, yeah, and we um we met Marcel, the private. Marcel. <laughs> Instructor, the the private lecturer the who private lectures lecture. the lecture on nature by of, nature of nurture, and yeah, so that was just really entertaining. Um, they were so their dancing was so incredible. Like yeah. I don't know how they have the stamina and endurance to be able to. I mean, they were dancing for like fifteen minutes. Oh yeah, each and it's and it's like fast, like mm-hmm. just stomping and 
stomping and yipping and clapping and just you just oh, no, 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 no. it's like oh my gosh I'm I'm exhausted just watching them yeah so they had a, a group of uh, younger dancers and then it looked like maybe like um, people from the village came down to sing yeah along with it looked it. like it yeah and uh, yeah so Marcel the the private lecturer was very entertaining and we got some video with him you know he talks so fast yeah. <laughs> It's incredible. I can't talk that fast. And I'm an Oregonian. You know, I don't know. We, we talk, talk fast. fast. So that was really cool. Um, and after that, we, you know, had the, the bus was fixed. Yeah. And by, so we by, by the time out. all that was done with, um, Alex had the bus up and running and good to go again for us. So we headed um, out for kind of a night tour, but it rained <laughs> heavily. It, it dumped on us. So we, we did a little bit of birding on the way out there and then it was like, well, I guess, uh, it's pouring down. rain, <laughs> So we don't want to get stuck. So we headed back to the lodge for the night and, uh, and just enjoyed the rain. Um, had, like I said, those giant dung beetles mm-hmm. that were like, I don't know, they're the size of baseballs maybe. Yeah. They were huge. Just, they were kind of like, uh, putzing around, around the, um, the lodge there so we got tons of pictures of them everyone was picking them up and putting them on their backs and stuff and then finally when we figured out they're dung beetles i was like uh maybe we should all wash our hands before we eat dinner (laughs) and i think it was that night too that a couple of folks went owling um from their lodge oh yes they did and then in the middle of the night um so at the base of the lodge uh like at the hill there was kind of some villages down there Mm mm-hmm and they told us that, you know, sometimes they have to keep elephants out with, like, they'll shoot, you know, guns up in the air to scare them. Yeah. Or they'll, you know, make a clap or something, make a lot of noise. And so the next morning, um, when we were at breakfast, Herbert was like, hey, did anybody hear the hyenas last night? And I was like, <laughs> well, I heard something that sounded like, you know, like children laughing. And he was like, yeah, those were hyenas. And that I was, was like, the hyenas. Oh, <laughs> okay. Yes, I heard the hyenas. Yeah, we heard the hyenas. We never saw the hyenas, but no. we heard them. Yeah, so that was really cool. Yeah, yeah. So, so that next morning we're talking about the hyenas, um, and we basically spent that whole day. That was the drive day mm-hmm. to go to uh, um, Fort Portal. To go to Fort Portal. So we spent some birding in the morning, um, which we saw which a really cool bird. A really, it was a really good day birding. Like, yeah, that was we were we really got out of the van twice during mm-hmm. that whole birding thing, but still spectacular. We. We're driving along, and I think Alex noticed the um, eagle, right? Maybe, yeah. And he, like, slams on the brakes, and we're in the middle of the highway. We're like, what is he looking at? Yeah. And so, we, it's, it was, I think they're the second largest eagle in the world. Sure. They're, they're huge. It's, it's a monster. Um, a martial eagle. And it's gigantic. Um, it, was, it was perched in a tree um, right next to the road, probably 20 feet off the road super out in the open mm-hmm. and just staring at us. And so we, we roll, we, we pull over to this guff on the side of the road and we don't get out of the van cause it's kind of busy and there was bushes around. And so, um, Herbert was like, we can't get out of the van because elephants can be in these bushes and they can come get us. And water so, buffaloes. Water buffaloes. So we stay inside the van at all times. But even through the windows of the van, that Marshall Eagle, oh man, that guy was huge. <laughs> he was, he was, he was, he was a beast. And there, there was a, um, there was a little flycatcher that was like not even the same size as the eagle's head. Yeah, like it was so tiny, but it, it was like kind of flitting around, and neither one of them were paying each other any mind. <laughs> but it was, it was super cool. That was, that was awesome. Lots of really good pictures of that eagle. And then uh, moving, moving forward, we had a bunch of um, elephants, and then more of those LBJs, the 
the um, little brown jobs, little brown jobs, the mus- mustachioed grass warbler, and all all sorts of really cool, really cool LBJs. <laughs> um, then we get down to the bridge where there's more papyrus, and this is our final. This is our final attempt. We're gonna get the papyrus gonolek. We we all get. We, this is an area that we're able to get out of the van. So we get out of the van. We're walking back and forth. Uh, um, a guy on a motorbike goes speeding by, blasting Shakira, um, and then all of a sudden, we with with our playback, we get some get some uh, get some calls coming back at us. Yeah. So the papyrus gonalek, which is a gorgeous bird, oh, man. Um, it has black on its back. It's about, I mean, a little bigger than like red winged, maybe like a blue jay size. Yeah, maybe blue jay. Um, has yeah. just a bright red, like you know, scarlet tan, not scarlet tanger, like a vermilion fly co- color. Yeah, vermilion flycatcher color for the chest. chest. And then like a yellow cap. A very vibrant bird. And it hopped along for a little while through the papyrus. And uh, we noticed after, I mean, we all probably got a thousand pictures of it. At least a thousand pictures each. So there's probably, (laughs) of our group, there's probably 11,000 pictures of this specific gonolek. (laughs) And we noticed that it was missing one eye. So like it would look at us one way and you'd see this bright yellow eye, bright yellowish white eye. And then it would look the other way and it would just be nothing. (sighs) Nothing. Like pirate. It was a a pirate gonolek. So that was pretty incredible. Um, had more weavers along that roadway as well. Yeah, lots so and lots of weavers. That was just that was a really good stop. Um, after that, we you know started heading back towards uh, like deeper in the park. We saw that forest hog. Oh, the, I forgot the giant about the giant hog. forest hog, which um, uh, Ted Floyd was was posting about it the other day on Facebook, and it sounds like. Of all the mammals that we saw, that was the most rare mammal. Really? Yeah. Huh. Um, based on iNaturalist set, um, sightings. So that was a super... I mean, um, Herbert was super excited about it. So you, you know when Herbert gets excited about it, it's got <laughs> to be really good. Um, but yeah, it was. It just cr- crosses the road in front of us. I got I got a couple pictures. It is the greasiest, like, oh, yeah. sleek, greasy, like... It's a big game. Oily, like, hog. <laughs> it's walking across... So from there, we did one last game drive through um, Queen Elizabeth National Park before uh-huh. we headed out, and that was pretty incredible because we had all those vultures on oh the ground, gosh, like around so a kill. Vultures, yeah. And we that, couldn't see what the, what was there. I think it was like a, a lion kill from the night before. It must have been, or something that we that was just like out there, and it was just what, whatever it was. We couldn't see the animal because there was too much uh, grass. But the the lappet faced vultures, the hooded vulture, hooded vultures, the Rupel's griffin, oh, just man. all of these like just monstrous vultures, <laughs> just like hopping up and down and flying down. And yeah, just... and they were pretty good distance from us. Yeah, so we really only saw them like you know hopping up through the grass. <laughs> yeah, but we you know probably went a couple miles on this this one game drive mm-hmm. and my favorite thing so there was this group of elephants around euphorbia oh, and yeah. um they they were doing the whole back to the elephants yeah sorry <laughs> they were doing the whole thing where they like crowd around uh babies so yeah. like i've never you know if you've watched national geographic things about elephants you know that it's a matriarchal society mm-hmm. and they really you know put a lot of effort into raising their young, which, you know, most species do, or a lot of species do, some species. And <laughs> there's a couple species that do. <laughs> yeah. So they had the babies in the center and then all of the adults in the group like butted up to him 
And I mean, it wasn't in relation to us. I don't know what it was, but there was. I think there had to have been a big cat out there somewhere because um, just before we got to them, yeah, there was a bunch of elephants um, up on like almost a ridge that were like running, mm-hmm. and so it was like there there was some sort of predator out there that we hadn't seen, and so that that was another thing. Herbert was like, "We are not getting out of the van." Yeah. No matter what in this whole area, because there's been a couple, there's a couple instances of animals acting skittish. So we're staying in the bus the whole time. We are not getting out. We need to find whatever it is, but we're not getting out of the van. So that was really cool. I, we did see like a, one of the elephants like out of the group, like stampede away. Mm-hmm. Um, so I don't, yeah, I don't know what was going on, but it was really cool. I appreciated that we stopped for elephants and then kind of heading back, you know, we had a lot of cysticulas, we had the croaking and zitting, um, babblers and and different things but the antelopes that were doing their whole mating display we yeah. probably we're a bunch of pervs we probably watched <laughs> for like half an hour of these at, like at, antelopes at mating yeah well mating or trying to mate yeah or trying to pretend to mate i'm, I'm not sure a lot of it was like courtship displays mm-hmm. which was real and there was some like screaming like the i think it, it was out of their nose wasn't it, it yeah was like, yeah, yeah, yeah. It looked like their mouth was closed when they were doing it. So it's like this whoop yeah. noise that the that the um I think they were the cobs that were making that. Yes, yeah, so it was the cobs. Um, yeah, and the the male like walked up to the female and like kind of tap her back leg. With yeah, his just front like leg. front leg, <laughs> kind of like poke poke the back leg. Like, hey, what's going on? Yeah. So that was pretty hilarious. Yeah, there was a, we spent probably too much time <laughs> watch watching all of that. Yeah. Very um, biological. Yes. So um, from from there. We headed up to Fort Portal. Yeah. Um, for our next night, we were gonna st- we we're gonna stay in Fort Portal and drive up the next day to go to the chimpanzee tracking. Mm-hmm. Um, so we stayed at this hotel called the Home Bliss Hotel, which was like brand new. Yeah, brand new. It's ve- it was very Western style. It was. So it was um, not Western Uganda style, but Western world style. So yeah. like the U.S. Um, people in Northern Europe, like this sort of thing that would be comfortable for really comfortable for people from the um, from the Western nations. That, yeah. Is Wi-Fi in the room, hot water, electricity, lights, kitchenette, kitchenette, yeah, like comfortable beds. Like it was a regular, it was kind a of regular like, style hotel. It was kind of like one of our rooms. Exactly. Yeah. It was. It had a living room with a TV, and then it was. It was like an actual just regular hotel. So I think it was, it was like, the oh. only hotel we stayed at that had a TV in the room. We didn't even turn it on, but yeah, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> I think it is the only hotel we stayed at with a, with a TV. Um, so yeah, so very comfortable hotel. And then the next night or the next day next was day. our chimpanzee tracking, which, you know, after the whole gorilla thing, I was like a little, I, I was wary because like the gorilla thing was so exhausting for me, Yeah. but you know, they were like, Oh, the chimpanzee's not as bad. It's way easier. I was like, okay. They were like, it's less hills, but there's more running. Yeah. That's, <laughs> that's what they kept saying. There's, there's less hills, but more running. It's faster. <laughs> yeah. It's like, why are we chasing them? <laughs> so we get to, you know, kind of the ranger station and, uh, you know, we all hit the bathroom. There's bats at the bathroom, yeah. which is really cool. And, and this is Kabali Forest yes. National Park. Sorry. Thank you. Kabali National Park Forest. Mm-hmm. So, something like that. Yeah. And they, so they start these things at a certain time. So lots of other people besides our group have um, tickets or permits to, mm-hmm. to attend. So we got there a little early, had some birding time around the parking lot. Um, that got us hornbills. We had tinkerbirds, crombacks, cameropteras. So negritas. We had that yeah. negrita up in the tree. Yeah, the which gray-headed, was, right? Uh, yes. Yeah, yeah, 
Yeah, so, and there was an African pied wagtail that was, like, the greeter <laughs> that, like, stood on your car and cleaned all the bugs off. Yeah. That and was then, cool. And then also sung. And I, I think I got some recordings that were uh, pretty uh, interrupted by people zipping and unzipping their camera bags. <laughs> and I, I don't know if I even can use the recordings. I have, to, I have to go back and listen to them again. But it was there was a lot of zip, zip, zip <laughs> in the middle of you trying to get this wagtail singing. So um, we, you know, sat through the the presentation about how the whole thing was going to go, mm-hmm. and we're broken up into our groups. And it was kind of the same thing as the gorilla, except, like I said, it's a lot closer, so yeah. you don't have, it's not so much hiking. Um, I think Herbert said it was like $200 for the permit to go out and see them, so it's a little bit cheaper because yeah. they're not as, you know, uncommon. And, um, you know, the protections for them aren't as, like, severe as with gorillas. Yeah. But it's it's a, it's a similar situation, uh, masks on, mm-hmm. um, because chimpanzees are so closely related to humans. Um, this isn't even just this isn't just a COVID thing. This is just a general. I think I think they had were requiring masks prior to. I think so COVID too, because too. it was like saying when you look at the gorilla stuff, it's like saying that you know you share a lot of the same genes, so yeah, you have to or uh, DNA, I yeah. guess. So you have to protect them as best as you can. Exactly. So the, the masks are mostly for their protection mm-hmm. um, from us giving them whatever diseases we're carrying because we're not because we're coming from outside of the chimpanzee community. Yeah. Um, so masks on the whole time we were um, pretty much the whole time we were hiking. Yeah. Um, we were wearing our masks, um, but we got we got out into the forest, had a handful of birds. Um, it, it's a lot more tropical there. Oh yeah. So like it was, you know, kind of a wet forest. Mm-hmm. Um lots of, you know, creeks running through, going over boardwalks. Yeah. And just I don't know what kind of trees they were, the huge like ones with the, the big giant buttresses. Uh, yeah, I'm going to call them like a banyan tree. There, I think it was, I think wrong. it was a fig of some sort. Oh, you're right. Or a ficus. Ficus. There ficus, we go. Ficus, that's ficus. what it is. Yeah, so these ginormous ficuses um, all throughout the forest, and they have these, like Eric said, they have these big buttresses, and so our our guide was telling us about like you know how the chimpanzees live their lives, and she was saying that they like drum on the buttresses. And yeah, they just they they slap them or they punch them to make big noises, and so Hannah tried. Well, I was like, so can I try it, or is that gonna like attract the chimpanzees? And she's like, yeah, give it a try, and I like. I like about broke my hand trying to hit it as hard as I can because it was I'm kind of like, stupid. <laughs> <laughs> and then a, f- a few minutes later, when we uh, we heard some chimpanzees off in the distance, um, and then we heard them drumming on yeah. it, and it was just like this boom, and it's just like rattle. It just echoes through, and it's like oh, so that when they hit it, it echoes and it goes all throughout. When Hannah hits it, it's like. Doom. so we were just kind of like wandering through these forest trails because it's like this it's it's more like the gorilla thing you know they had trackers that identified where they're at and told us like where they're at yeah and the gorillas move a lot slower yeah and the chimpanzees are like racing all over this forest i mean we probably backtracked we probably went like two or three miles just backtracking back and forth to follow them yeah um but we were just kind of wandering through until somebody found them yeah, well, and they they announce their presence. They're yeah. they're very vocal. The chimpanzees are extremely vocal. So once once we got out into the forest, we kind of everyone all these different groups. I think there was four or five groups, mm-hmm. kind of split up and kind of started wandering around all over the place. And then as soon as we started hearing the yelling, because they're they're yelling, they're communicating, talking back and forth to each other, and slapping the slapping the buttresses and stuff. Um, we all just start heading towards the noise. And we head towards the noise, and there's groups, there's a whole big, huge group of them. They're just doing their thing. They're cleaning each other. They're 
they're eating, they're communicating, they're doing all of the different, uh, behaviors, um, like bonding behaviors mm-hmm. and stuff together. Young ones, old ones. Oh, you can see which ones are in charge. Like the other, other ones will come up to it and just lay down in front of it. Yeah. There was a lot of cleaning. Mm-hmm. Yeah. And there was a baby, you know, being carried around by its mom. Yeah. But like I said, we kind of zigzagged through this forest for like, we had 50 minutes just like with the gorillas. Just like with the gorillas, yeah. Um, that we were able to, you know, be in their presence is the best way that yeah. I have to explain that. So um, we just kind of followed them around the forest for like 50 minutes. Yeah. Yeah, kind of wandered around, took pictures, took mm-hmm. videos. Oh, yeah, and just so kind of wandered around. Um, Doug got some some pretty interesting videos that... Uh, he's been sharing with oh, everyone yeah. of, of just them, them doing different cleaning behaviors, really, really uh, fascinating stuff. Yeah. Um, but so we, we had our awesome experience with them. Um, and then we, we let them go off and do their thing, live their lives. Mm-hmm. And we headed out um, to go do some more birding. Yeah. <laughs> and there was a place um, that there was, I can't remember if it was a babbler or what it was. That they wanted to stop and try to see if we could get by that, that bridge. Oh, the- it was the blue throated roller. Oh yeah, yeah the blue, okay. there was there was a known nest of a blue throated roller, mm-hmm. and we stopped there and found the blue throated roller. It was it was done nesting, so they were just kind of like hanging out, I guess. Um, and then there was a really high flying uh, mountain buzzard. Oh yeah, which was the only uh, mountain buzzard that we had for the trip. But yeah. it was. Um, and there was the turaco that oh, yeah. uh, Alex found. Yeah, or that the great blue turaco that uh, Mark found. Yeah, Mark found them. Yeah. But the really fascinating thing before that was we were headed to that spot. Oh and we were, like, driving along, you Ugh. know, kind of going slow <laughs> through the, the National Forest Park roads. And there was this um, whole troop of baboons on the road. And it's kind of like uh, the the border guards or like the check stations, yeah. you know, but but it was baboons. Well, and so like we talked about in the last episode that Uganda, like a whole lot of people don't have cars or most people don't have cars. And so there's not a whole lot of traffic on the, the mountain roads. Yeah. But while we were driving along and we saw this group of baboons just like chilling in the road, you know, Alex was kind of trying to shove them out of the way with the vehicle. Just like driving up to them slowly until they got out of the way. And one of them just like jumped up on the hood and like was clinging to the windshield and he's like reaching around the corner of the windshield to try to reach in the window to to grab whatever alex had with him so we were all like slamming our window shut because we don't want to fight with the baboon um so that was very entertaining and like i took a video and i think i posted it on our facebook or something yeah but everyone alex... on the bus got videos of this baboon on the on the on the hood, looking on the windshield. <laughs> Alex is like, he's like trying to like motion to like, get out of here. Get out of here. Go, go. Mind your own business. So that was probably the funniest thing. Um, yeah. So after, after we stopped with the roller, after we dealt with the, dealt with getting the baboons off of our, off of our bus, we headed down, down the hill a little further and got to um, a place called Chimpanzee Guest House, which we didn't stay there, but I think that would be a really good place to stay. Oh, it was absolutely if, if you if you wanted to go do the chimpanzees, it was super close, and it was the rooms were nice. Mm-hmm. Um, I don't know how comfortable the bed was. I'm I'm sure the beds were comfortable. We didn't lay in them, but well, we got a tour from the um, people there, and they kind of showed us around. And the bathrooms in those those like cabins were spectacular. <laughs> like it was it like the, it was a whole like wet room. Where like the toilet and the sh- and the sink and then the shower are all kind of in one open room that's closed off from the rest of the cabin. Yeah. But 
the shower was like this giant like waterfall with like natural rocks and stuff inside it's it. beautiful and the, the water is uh, heated by uh, wood fire yeah. outside. So you, you tell them what time you're going to take a shower, and then they'll go, they'll go turn, turn the fire on and warm up the water for you. Yeah, so that was really cool. And just the, the setting is beautiful. You know, the cabins are spaced out a little bit, so you kind of have your own space. Mm-hmm. And in front of the, like, um, lunch lodge thing, headquarters, there are a bunch of tea farms. Yeah. Um, so, yeah, that's one of the big you know, uh, industries in Uganda is tea. Yeah. And so we stood there for a long time and watched, um, them, you know, harvesting the tea, which was fascinating. Yeah. It was interesting watching how they do it. They they use like, uh, the shears, like manual shears. And then they have like this box attached to the shears. So they cut, 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 cut. And then they throw, throw all the leaves over their head into the basket on their back. And, uh, it was really good birding just from the deck there. Um, we had the black crown wax bill when we got there and then Mm -hmm. just a variety of different sunbirds. Tons of sunbirds. Um, plantain eaters flying over, eagles. Yeah, so just absolutely gorgeous, good lunch. And then we headed off to the Bogoti Ecotourism Research Center, which was, uh, you know, down the road a little bit further. And yeah, it was like on the other side of Fort Portal. So we like headed all the way back to Fort Portal and went to the other side from where uh, Kabali is. And so that's where we met um, a lot of, a uh, handful of new Uganda women birders. Yeah, a whole bunch of... Uh, women birders in training that were like learning to be guides. And so, um, Hannah and I, um, it was us, Molly and Jimmy that, that went with the guides in training Mm -hmm. and we got like an awesome bird walk. It was, it was all about the, um, the, um, cultural uses and the, um, social uses of all these different plants, how they use them for fences, how they use them for birth control. And, just all these different uses for the plants while we were getting a bird walk. And it was, it was awesome. And the other group didn't even see the puff tail. The fluff tail. The fluff tail. Um, the spotted, spotted, spot, spot flanked. Spot, white spotted fluff White tail. spotted fluff tail. And that, that was like one of the targets for the thing. Yeah. We got it. Our, our guides in training were able to get us the bird. So that was, that was super cool. We got, we kind of crouched along the trail and it, Ran across the trail behind us. But it was, it was super cool. It was just so much fun to to go birding with these women. Yeah. And most of them don't have binoculars, and so we were sharing our binoculars between them. And you know, so they were they kept pulling me, and they're like, "Look at the bird! Look at the bird!" And I was like, "No, I want you guys to look at the bird. I want to, you know, I want you to see it through these optics, so you can see it really good." So yeah, it was it was so much fun to meet them. Um, and Patricia, who I interviewed for my episode, she mm-hmm. was one of the women Yeah, that was there. And then uh, there's another Patricia. She was one of the leader guides. Yeah, she's one of the tra- the trainers mm-hmm. there. So that was so much fun. And then they um, cut us off some sugar cane, and we had that afterwards. Had we- a sugar cane snack on yeah. while we, when we went to go get back on the bus. <laughs> we were, like, talking about how we've always wanted to try sugar canes, and we're like, here you go. Well, here's a chunk. Eat it. So that was cool. <laughs> Um, so yeah, went back to the lodge, had a good evening there and then headed off the next day. So, so we headed to Pakuba for the next day. That's where the um, Pakuba Safari Lodge, our last safari lodge for the trip. But first we had to stop by the Fort Portal wetlands. Yes, we did have to stop at those wetlands. There's some regionally rare species that we had to get at that spot. Yeah. Little rush warbler. And then, um, one of the only known nesting locations for a Northern masked weaver. But it also ended up being our best spot for Ross's Turrican. Ross's Turrican. That that was an that was an awesome show. They were hanging out in a tree and then they flew right at us. So got, got some pictures of them flying. It was that I wanted that was one of the birds that like I'm really, really bad at taking photos of birds in flight. 
but that was one that I wanted to get one in flight so bad. And I got an okay one, but it, I, I was happy because I was like, I, I, I captured it in flight a little bit. Like it was, they're so cool looking, like the, the way the wings look when they're spread out, the extra colors that they have underneath, the whites and the blues and just, reds. And, it's just, yeah, they're, they're beautiful birds. Um, so Pakuba Safari Lodge is in um, Murchison Falls National Park, mm-hmm. which is ginormous. Huge and, national park. Yeah. And so once we like turned off the, you know, it was a long day of driving. Yeah. A lot of driving. Once we turned off kind of the highway, um, we were on this really nice like paved road that, you know, they were still in the process of building. Yeah. So it was partially paved and then the section, most of it was not paved yet, but it had been um, graded and they were compacting it. So it, it was in the process. Um, there, uh, a Chinese company or maybe the Chinese government, I'm not sure which, um, has invested a ton of money into the roads out there. So they've um, re- that, that whole area there is getting a, a couple, I, I think it's probably like 100 miles of roads in, of, of, of new, basically a new highway through that whole area. So it's going to be within the next like couple of years, there's going to be like basically a new artery of uh of a highway that goes through that area so it's going to be much more comfortable to drive on they'll probably put speed bumps all over it just like all the (laughs) other ones but for now it's just a a gravel road that's easy to drive on yeah and it you know it's just such a beautiful drive in Mm -hmm. um that's where we saw the the ground hornbills yeah just just after going over the river nile just abyssinian ground hornbills huge hornbills yeah they're they're like they're they're monstrous they're like twice the size of a turkey they're Mm -hmm. huge and they're, then they're, the facial skin is just, like, the blue and red and just, like, there's so many more colors on these <laughs> birds than what we're used to here in, in Oregon. I mean, we, we get some good things. We get varied thrush. We get, we get, we get some cool-looking birds here, but just so many more, like, blues and reds that are, like, vibrant. And that's also on that drive that we got the Heart of Beasts, which um, was this nutso, like, antelope species yeah. that looks like a devil goat like it has this really squished face it's like very long. flat and tall yeah. yeah it's a hideous animal <laughs> <laughs> but you know you gotta see them <laughs> they were they were interesting the heart of beasts yeah yeah so we drove through got the got the abyssinian ground hornbill and these there were tons of piak piaks which are kind of like a blackbird yeah all over the place it kind of seems like their version of the brown-headed cowbirds yeah, I guess so. Like that, they're bright, like bright black. They're like deep black or shiny black, like like iridescent, iridescent like blackbirds that just hang out on top of all of the um, all of the large animals. They're not oxpeckers, but they hang out like oxpeckers. <laughs> yeah, so I got to the lodge. Um, Eric and I were fed up with having smelly laundry. Mm-hmm. Um, we had done some laundry along the way, but it was just kind of to get us through. And so we were like, let's just do laundry at the yeah, just, lodge. Let's just pay for laundry at the lodge. And we didn't we didn't look at the price sheet. No. Nah. We just we had a ba- we had a duffel bag that was full of like dirty laundry and we yeah. were like, well, we'll just wash the whole thing. Like, who cares? Guess how much it was? It was it was expensive. It was like eighty six US dollars. Yeah. <laughs> for so, a bag of laundry. So only wash what you need to. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> um it was it was cheaper at some of the earlier places that we that we went to, um, but we didn't need laundry in the first couple of days. We needed it some of the last couple of days. Yeah. Um, 
but so we, we just we paid it like whatever it is what it is it is what it is we we, we should have paid attention we should have only watched what we needed instead well, of just like giving them the whole duffel bag a beer is like also only a dollar so i mean we save yeah. money some places we save money in some places spend more money in other places yeah so it like it wasn't a huge deal but it's probably the most expensive duffel bag of laundry ever? i'll ever do yeah I'll, I don't think I'll ever spend that much money on laundry. But at least it was clean and I felt comfortable. But, and I, I I had run out of shorts, so I was wearing pants and it was like 90 degrees. Yeah. And I was just like, I was cooking. So I was like, I need, I need my shorts again. So the next day, um, we were just kind of on a drive through, uh, through the national park mm-hmm. from, through Murchison Falls. And it was... It seems sort of unplanned, you know, kind of like where we were going. Well, I'm, I'm sure Herbert had a plan. Oh, there, there was definitely a plan, but Herbert did a good job of making it seem like everything, we're just, everything's kind of on the fly. Yeah. Um, so anyways, we, you know, drove along, had, you know, new dove species like black-billed wood dove. We had a new uh, kukau, Senegal kukau, that Diedrich's cuckoo. That mm-hmm. We had a couple of those absolutely gorgeous birds. Bright green. Awesome. Had a ton more um, giraffes. Yeah. They were, like, right next to the road. So we got some great videos of, of giraffes. And um, we had a great look at a at an eagle that we spent forever trying to ID that bird. Yeah, I don't know what it is. I don't think we ever identified it. I don't think I so think, I think it stayed as eagle spoke. And then somebody noticed, I don't remember who, noticed a lion. Yeah, we, we our, our one and only lion. So we ended up with... Uh, I, th- I think in the end, we ended up with three different cats. Um, we had the leopard, mm-hmm. that uh, first, um, the first place we stayed in, yeah. uh, in Lake Umboro. We did hear a lion there. We heard a lion there, not... but then we saw a lion at, at uh, Queen Elizabeth. Yeah. So, and it, it, it was pretty distant, but it was a lion. And it was getting shooed off by antelopes. Which yeah, the neat. antelopes were kind of like chasing it. They, they were like uh, escorting it away. Escorting it away from there, yeah. <laughs> yeah, so that, that, was, that was pretty awesome. What was the third one? I can't remember what... It, it, we had a third one after dark that night. And I can't remember what it was now. Okay. I know we had a cat, though, because everyone was super excited about it. It was it was a smaller cat. But I can't remember what it was. I but I, I know we had a cat. And I'm now I'm going to feel bad that I can't remember what it was. Someone that was on the trip can uh, comment. Yeah. Send, send us an email. <laughs> I forgot. No, they're not I completely listening. For, they're not listening. <laughs> but I, I completely forgot what it was. So I think probably our favorite bird of that trip was the red cheek cordon bleu. Fine. That was the nemesis. Yeah. That was our trip bird. Our trip nemesis bird. It absolutely gorgeous. Uh, bright blue front and face, and then has a red spot on its cheek. A and red then, cheek. And then its back and belly are kind of like a like a rusty brown. Yeah, red cheek cordon bleu. So I think they're stuffed with cheese. Um, and they're and I imagine they're delicious. <laughs> Eric, that's not funny. <laughs> um, no, it, it was this awesome bird. Like they, it was down near the ground um, at the um, airport at yeah. the Pukuba Airport, um, which is just a single runway because a lot of people get back and forth with using game. I was going to say, don't intend on flying into it. And, well, that that was that was like the way people get around. Like really? that, that was one of the suggestions when we were when we were looking up transportation suggestions in mm-hmm. Uganda. Is like, oh, we'll just fly, just just fly the little uh, bush planes. And so Pakuba Airstrip is one of the ones you'd fly into to really? go to Queen Elizabeth. Yeah, that's interesting. Yeah, so you could fly into it. It was like I think it was just little tiny bush planes you'd fly in and and get it done well pakuba is probably one of the most remote places that i've ever been yeah you it was way out there 
Yeah. Yeah. So, um, yeah, it was a fun game drive. It, you know, kind of, I mean, the Cordon Bleu was fantastic, but mm-hmm. one of my most favorite experiences ever will be the termite mound that, ter- that we that, saw. Uh, like, right before we got back to the lodge, there was a bunch of bee eaters flying around, and they were obviously around something particular, mm-hmm. and we, we kind of... Came, worked our way along until we finally got a clearing in the bushes and it was a termite mound that was erupting termites so they were all flying out and there was the northern carmine bee eaters there was um swallowtail bee eaters they were just like all like swirl in like a tornado of bee eaters around this tornado of termites yeah and there was silver birds, and there was there was t- so many species of birds. Just I think like, there were like harriers too, right? Yeah, there was harriers. I think that, it was the harriers that I noticed first. That was like, why are they acting like that? Yeah. And then suddenly, you know, we saw the we saw the bee eaters, and mm-hmm. was like, oh, okay, something's happening here. Yeah, there, there was there was a, a volcano of termites coming out of the top of one of those termite mounds, which I still have yet to look up the um, the whole like natural history of these termites these termites and their termite mounds and how they how they operate and all that stuff but it was just like they were erupting termites and it was incredible it was so cool yeah and just the the bee eaters like in the sun were just absolutely gorgeous yeah so that was oh, yeah. my favorite um so we had lunch at the lodge you know it was buffet style at that location uh and then as we were like kind of getting towards the bus we were noticing that a couple other folks in the trip were like fixated on this falcon and so we're like what's that about and ended up being a redneck falcon yeah so it flew into a tree real close we got a couple pictures of it and then it flew away yeah (laughs) it was was like you need to i'll come in so you can identify me and then i'm out of (laughs) here it was very much like that yeah yeah so um that that evening was our last night um in murchison falls national park um so we went out to go enjoy the sunset out on a out on a bridge on the north end of the park Mm -hmm. Um, hippos, elephants, almost 60 species of birds out there at the bridge and just like a really, a really nice sunset before, um, uh, before we started to work the next day, we were going to start working back in towards, uh, Kampala, um, to go to the, the African bird expo. Yeah. So that, that location was just so cool. Um, I think it's, it's really nice that, you know, those roads are getting, are, are getting created. It's, it's like a, I, I feel like it's, it's like a mixed feelings. Uh, yeah. Like it's nice. Cause it's going to um, create easier opportunities for tourism mm-hmm. because people would be more comfortable going to a location that they know the roads are easy and safe to travel on. But then also it's cutting, it'll be more of a higher speed road through the middle of a park. So it's kind of like, well, are, are there going to be more um, car strike fatalities sort of thing with, yeah. with animals? So it, it's, like, it's like a mixed bag. Um, I think in general it could be a very positive um, change for the area, mm-hmm. um, bringing some, some people more out of poverty um, by being able to have more tourism to the area as long as people are doing, doing things safely and uh, appropriately for the animals. Um, but, yeah, it's, it was definitely really exciting that there's these opportunities out there. Yeah, definitely. For a safer, easier, <laughs> easier to travel road. At least for us that are kind of uh, wimps when it comes to bumpy roads. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, I mean you got you got certain creature comforts that like you're used to, mm-hmm. you know, and so like we're used to paved roads, or at least flat roads. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So if you guys want to listen to our next episode, will be all about the Africa Bird Expo um, and our. All and the, Murchison Falls. And Murchison Falls and the, all the all the excitement we had there. That'll that'll come out in a couple weeks. 
Um, make sure to enter into our uh, Bird Nerd giveaway um, yeah. by the the 25th of this month. Um, so just before the next episode uh, comes out will be when we uh, choose our winner. Mm-hmm. Yeah, and make sure to follow along on our South Africa adventure that we're having soon. Um, and, you know, just uh, follow and share. We appreciate it. So thank you all for listening to our podcast. We hope you enjoyed it. Maybe learned something. You can rate, review, and subscribe anywhere you listen to podcasts. Um, if you'd like to connect with us, you can do so on our Facebook, which is Hannah and Eric Birding. Our Instagrams are Hannah and Eric. I'm just kidding. Our Instagrams are <laughs> Hannah Goes Birding and Eric Goes Birding. Our TikTok, Hannah and Eric Go Birding. Our Twitter is at We Go Birding. And our website is www.gobirdingpodcast.com. You can tell us what you hated, tell us what you liked, and help us share the love of birding with others.